Hallelujah. Father, we, we thank you, Lord Jesus. We lift our hands, we lift our hearts to you for your goodness, for your mercy, for your loving kindness. Father, we take hold of the mercy of God, the blood of Jesus today, and we claim that we are righteous. There's no struggle in our hearts. Maybe outwardly things may seem to struggle, but inwardly, as we trust you, the outward things will change. And we thank you for teaching us these things through our pastor, by the word of God, by the spirit. Oh, Father, thank you so much for teaching us. Now, Lord, this morning, may my mouth be the pen of a ready writer writing on the hearts of these men and women, not to perform, but to simply give what the spirit of God would say today through your word and the witness of the spirit. And we thank you for it. And everybody said, Amen. 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 You can be seated. Thank you. No struggles. I was telling somebody was driving my mom and I home last night, and I was saying uh, I was struggling <laughs> with what to minister on today. And then at, when Pastor Nancy said that, I just decided, Lord, I'm not going to struggle. It's inside of me. We'll just give it out. You know, there's some things that God has put in my heart, and I, to be honest, I would have rather just went to Mark 11, you know, 22, 23, and 24, and just given a really good faith message and, and that type of thing, because, you know, that, that's something we're anointed to do. But he's just put it on my heart. Now, uh, if somebody would get one of my books, Divine Healing and Health for Today, I appreciate that. Uh, this was a book that I wrote uh, three or four years ago, and it, it was a couple year. I mean, it's a, it's a big, fat book. I understand that. Uh, but the first 10 chapters were set to really have video classes to send and so that pastors could have, you know, healing schools and that type of thing. Uh, we have that here at our church, the healing school, and we use that as a format. And then the, actually, Dr. Dufresne told me, you need to put pictures in there. So we did that, put pictures, because I grew up with my, thank you, Todd, I grew up with <laughs> my family uh, being in the ministry. My great-grandmother was a traveling minister. She actually traveled and took uh, her son, my grandfather. And my grandfather became a pastor, but he was uh, an evangelist for some time. And then he actually moved into the prophet's office and was over a, uh, several ministers in that. Now, we learned that the school of the prophets isn't scriptural because you don't have to go to school to be a prophet. You understand that. And, uh, but he did have a school of the prophets anyway. Um, but <laughs> I never knew my grandfather, but from what I understood, he was uh, greatly uh, honored so, and admired for his stand in the word. And, and uh, he had many miracles and signs and wonders in his ministry. So did my great-grandmother. As a matter of fact, she was uh, hitchhiking, and that's how you got to your meetings in the day. That, that's what they did. And uh, so she was hitchhiking, and uh, they stayed in a hotel, and they didn't have a lot of money at the time, you understand. They kind of had to get to the meetings themselves. You know, the pastors didn't fly them out and give them expenses. So they stayed at the hotel, and they didn't have any running hot water uh, so she, she just prayed over it, and a miracle took place, and hot water came out. 
uh, she had a church of her own, from what I understand, that was burnt down because in the day you weren't a woman, a woman minister, uh, or if you, you had a lot of persecution. I also heard that uh, she was instrumental in ministering the baptism of the Holy Spirit to the man who started the Assemblies of God. So quite a heritage there. Um, we, we are thankful for that heritage. And look back, I, I found a, well, my uncle had a box of pictures that I didn't, didn't know about, and I think we came about those about maybe 10 years ago. And I saw pictures of my great-grandmother advertising Heracle, Miracle, not Heracle, not Heracle, well, anyway, moving right along. Uh, my mouth is waking up, so excuse me. Uh, so anyway, advertising uh, miracle meetings and evangel, temple, and so on and so forth, and uh, pictures of her church, and then also meetings that she was doing. And there was a picture of a lady that had been a stunt uh, skydiver who was healed in her back. And obviously, my grandmother had an endowment to minister to backs and bones and that type of thing. I thought, very interesting, because I have that endowment. So it's interesting uh, I grew up with my grandmother. I did not know my grandfather or my great-grandmother, but I heard the stories many times. Oh, I wanted to also, let's back up to uh, when she did travel on the road, they, again, they persecuted her, burnt down her church. She, she would travel. And there was a church that she went to that she was supposed to be ministering in the main service, from what I understand, and they put her in the children's church just to spite her. And you understand they would measure her skirt to make sure it was a certain length. Seriously, that's what they did. And uh, certain churches wanted it, uh, it had to be so long. Other churches, it had to be longer. You, you know, that's just, that's what they did. And they would have to hem them up accordingly. Well, anyway, they put her into the, so, you know, if you have a problem with having to wear a, school, a skirt, not that we've told you you have to wear a skirt, you understand. We wear slacks and that type of thing. If you have a problem with that, you wouldn't have wanted to be back in the day. Okay. So they put her in the children's church, and lo and behold, there were Chinese children in there. And she started speaking uh, fluid Chinese. So miracles taking place. And that, and you know, that's, that's diverse tongues. That's a gift of the Spirit, as it's a manifestation of the Spirit, you understand. And my grandmother lived in our home for on and off for several years, and she went to different ones, but she was in our home pre predominantly, and uh, she was like a second mother to me. My mama's here today. Hello, mama. And uh, so we were very blessed. And, and she used to tell me a lot of stories, and uh, when we would go visit, uh, her home, you know, I would sleep in the bed with her and she'd keep me up at night telling me stories, but I loved that. Yeah. That marked me, yeah. you understand. Now, some time ago, I think we were in a camp meeting service and I was talking about my grandma and some of the things that I had experienced and Pastor Nancy said, you need to talk more about your grandma. So, uh, so I took note of that, Pastor. <laughs> so anyway, we actually, uh, when she stayed in our home, now, Grandma was baptized in the Holy Ghost, uh, as, of course, and, you know, Pentecostal. And there were times when, now, I wasn't walking with God as a younger girl, and a teenager, but I was hungry for God. And I'd been saved at a young age, but I just wasn't living the life that I needed to. So, again, I loved my grandmother, and I was taught to honor my elders. Praise the Lord for that. We were at the, I know I'm in a story within a story, but we were at 
uh, we were going to lunch with Pastor Ike and Pastor Geraldine the other day, and I, we were at a restaurant. I came out of the bathroom, and there was an elderly lady in a wheelchair, and the lady in front of her, who was younger, let the door shut on her. And I just kind of was like, okay, what's going on here? Excuse me, would you all like a drink? <laughs> so, of course, I opened the door for her and, you know, helped her out. And then this younger lady proceeded to go by who I think was her father, an elderly gentleman, and, and he asked, where's your mom? And she, and she just very, just, she's back there! That's how she said it. Ooh. <laughs> and he just bent his head and just seemed dejected. Now, you never know what's going on. As a matter of fact, when I was praying about that later, the Spirit of God said, you know, you don't always know what's going on in those type of situations. You don't know how that... But the short of it is you just don't treat people that way. I actually went up to that man and, and just asked him how he was doing. Oh, good, you know, we're traveling a lot. So I, I just, and I encouraged him, you know, and I told Pastor Hack, I said, I'm about ready to go slap somebody. <laughs> and uh, it was the young lady who was rude. Thank you. And uh, so we don't, we don't do that. Matter of fact, the Lord's dealt with me. You open the doors for the elderly. You, you honor them. You understand, we are the pastor of elderly people in the congregation. But there's an honor and respect relationship there as well. Well, anyway, I was in the middle of a story. Can anybody remind me of that? Grandma was in the house. And when Grandma got the unction on her, that's how Grandma would sound. Now, I thought everybody had a grandma like that. And I thought everybody had that in their home, you know. I have friends over, and, you know, they're, they're probably not saved. And Grandma get to unction sometime. And, you know, I could tell that look in her eye. <laughs> and sometimes she'd get to, you know, tongues, interpretation, prophesying. That's where I got kind of my tongue. That It just comes out that way. I'm sorry if you don't like it, but it just comes out that way. Uh, but anyway, and I would just say, shut up, reverence, shut up. If, you know, it was a friend like that. Yeah, to, yeah, to my friend, not my, not my grandma. <laughs> That's important to note, important to understand. So, uh, you know, it marked me, and I learned a lot of things. My grandmother had a notebook by her bed, and many times in the middle of the night, she would wake up and the Spirit would give her songs. Uh, psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, you understand? And we're going to talk a little bit about that today, and we'll see what else God wants. But, but I, wanted to, uh, I wanted to also mention the rest of this book. The first ten chapters are, are more on the subject of faith. And then we go into questions. Uh, we even talk about Job's boils and, you know, Paul's thorn and what ignorant people think that is. But anyway, we give you the word on the matter. Um, the revelation, you understand, Paul had revelation. That was So the enemy coming to him was the thorn in the flesh. It wasn't an eye disease or something like that. So we talk about that. But then in the end, we talk about the, the special healing anointing and ministry endowments. Okay, So I'd really encourage you ministers, because there's not a lot of subjects on... 
the tangible healing anointing. As a matter of fact, many times people just, like Jesus told Dad Hagen, like your mom when she, you know, shakes. It, what, I'll get to that story <laughs> here in a little bit. But it's kind of, we shake it all up together. You understand? And uh, we just, the tangible healing, anointing, and gifts of the Spirit, and the prayer of faith, we just shake it all together. And people need to understand the differences so that they can receive. And ministers that have a tangible healing, anointing, because the tangible healing, anointing is different than gifts of healings. What's gifts of healings? Well, it's one of the gifts of the Spirit that uh, has to do with healing of the body or any part of the body. You understand? Now, Dad Hagen in 1938, God, uh, the Spirit of God came to him and said, from this day forward, I've given you what's known, what will be known as gifts of healings. All right? And then I believe that uh, we'll read over that in a little bit and we'll, we'll tell you what that meant because it was tumors and what else was that, Pastor? Or... Tumors, growths, lumps, bumps. Well, he had an endowment to minister to those things. But he also had an endowment for the tangible healing anointing, but that didn't come until 1950. And it's what we uh, refer to as a rock wall or rock well uh, um, visitation. And, and the Spirit of God ministered to Dad Hagen, and he uh, began to operate in a tangible healing anointing from that time. And even ministering and casting out devils or, you know, uh, ministering uh, to uh, people that had evil spirits. And we'll read that too, okay? But let's do this. Uh, so there's a difference. What I'm trying to say is there's a difference. And we call ministry gifts, which are apostles, prophets, you know, evangelists, pastors, teachers, and you, you go in Ephesians 4, 28 there, and, you know, Romans. It talks about the five-fold ministry gifts. And we have some ministers here today. So I believe that this message is more for you, but you understand laymen or those who aren't called into the five-fold ministry need to understand these things. And if you don't agree with something I said, I really am sticking very closely to what Jesus taught Dad Hagen very closely to that. And that's why I share so much. And I've learned so much uh, from Pastor Nancy and Dr. Dufresne and, and, and ministers that have ministered to our lives over the years. And uh, many of these things we've operated in over the years. Uh, I'll be celebrating 39 years in the ministry uh, this next year. So actually 40 years in 2023 because I started as a youth minister at the age of 18. Now I've learned a few things from then and still need to be skilled in some more things, but who doesn't? You understand? So ministers, there are, we are ministry gift offices. You understand? But there are endowments or what you call uh, gifts within your office that God will give you to help you fulfill your office. And as Pastor Nancy has been talking about, we need to become skilled in these things. Now, as a young girl, the Lord started moving on me in tongues and interpretation, and then even uh, psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. That's why I mentioned my grandmother in the middle of the night, you know, getting songs by the Spirit, because she would tell me about that and sometimes read them off to me. Now, I didn't understand. I should have listened better than I did back then. Uh, but now I look back and think, These, that was a progression in my life. 
And that was something that I needed to know and look back and see over the years what God started to use me in. Now, obviously, when I was 12 years old, God didn't use me in full-time ministry. And I was still rebellious, you understand? But he had a grandmother live in my home and start to impart things to me. Because he had a call in my life, and there were things that he needed to put in me. So I believe it was, uh, it was God for my grandmother to, to stay with us and tell me those stories. And the fact that they would put me in bed with Grandma. When we visited other people, we'd go visit my aunt and so on and so forth. And she would tell me these stories. And even uh, her sister, my Aunt Dessie, now they grew up in the Pentecostal move. And my Aunt Desi played the keyboard, but they, they were prayer people. And she would tell me stories. So again, it marked my life. I'm glad they put me in the room with these women of God that put things into me and imparted. And then through Dad Hagen's ministries, you know, ministry over the years, we just became students. At Winter Bible Seminar, he would talk many times, go to 1 Corinthians uh, 12, one, and, and as a matter of fact, why don't we just go there real quick? We'll get back to the psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. But let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and just read that real quick. Because Dad Hagen would go to that scripture many times, and so would uh, Dr. Dufresne. And we're students, aren't we? Yes. We need to be good students and yes. learn to be skilled in these things. Uh, so chapter 12, verse 1 of 1 Corinthians, now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. So how do we counteract ignorance? Knowledge, knowledge exactly. And knowledge of what? God's word. Not only that, we need to get a revelation of that word. So therefore, teaching and preaching of that word helps us to understand, or you could say, get a revelation so that we can walk in it, Right. So that's, that's what counteracts ignorance. Now, um, concerning spiritual gifts, and really the Greek there is concerning spirituals. Now, Do Dr. Dufresne, okay, my iPad has to wake up here. There we go. Things pertaining to and of the Holy Ghost. That's what Dr. Dufresne would say. Dad Hagen said, gifts are manifestations of the Holy Ghost. God operates through knowledge. If we are going to operate in spiritual things that God wants to bring, then we must cooperate with knowledge. Uh, Reverend Joel Siegel said concerning the things of the Spirit. So we just need to be stewards and students. And if there's ignorance or if we don't understand something, maybe we could say it that way because we're not trying to put anybody down saying you're ignorant, but saying we need understanding. And we go down to verse 4 there of chapter 12. There are diversities of gifts. All right? The same spirit. There are differences of ministries. See, we're not all cookie-cutter ministries. We're different. And I often say, I mean, this puts the point across, I didn't come out of the womb as Jay Eberly. You understand? I, I'm Debbie Eberly. And I have an anointing and call. Now, I'm supposed to help my husband. I'm a help me. You know, I'm supposed to be a temper to his still. You understand? That was sweet. That was really sweet. <laughs> I'm going home with you. Yeah, so there's diversities. We're not cookie cutter. 
And we need to understand these things and be skilled in these things. Amen. So I'm a unique vessel of God. I'm not like everybody else. But understand something. There are impartations that I got from my grandmother, which she got from her uh, grandmother, you understand, and uh, from her husband. There are impartations over the years that I've got from Dad Hagen, from Pastor Nancy, from Dr. Dufresne, from, from other ministry gifts. There are things that we've been taught. You know, we just had Brother Michael Jacobs here, and his specialty is ministering, teaching on, and ministering uh, on angels, yeah. and Amen. angels minister with him. Now, Pastor Jay and I have angelic ministry ministering with us, and we see miracles, we see other things yes. along that line, but we've had to learn how to cooperate Amen. with Amen. them and use our faith. Amen. It's kind of like one of our spiritual sons, uh, an angel came in the room, they were ministering, I guess I'm going to tell off on you, Pastor Ike. <laughs> 20 years? Yes, you wanted to mention that. It was 20 years ago. What, what a blessing. What a blessing this couple is in our lives. So appreciate them. But they're still learning too, praise the Lord. <laughs> so he, an angel came in. He was ministering for us, and we weren't there. I think we were out of town probably ministering at another church. And an angel came in, and he, he was so excited about that kind of enamored that an angel came in and Pastor Jay said, well, did you commission him to do anything? He's like, oh, I didn't know I was supposed to. <laughs> so you understand, we have to learn, and, and that's perfectly understandable. He, he didn't understand. That's right. We were all there. Yeah, we were all there, and you know, <laughs> we've all missed it, and yeah. will in the future, and I'm not trying to prophesy that over you, but that's human nature going on. So uh, with that, Pastor Jay said to him, you need to ask, you know, what, what, you know, check your heart and ask the Lord, what's he there for? And uh, many times we're supposed to commission them to go out, maybe on the behalf of the congregation or have them join in for financial needs or what have you, or maybe he came uh, to bring a body part for healing. You know, God does have parts, you understand. Um, there's, there's different things, but he needed to just check his heart and ask the Lord uh, what the angel is for and then um, commission him or let him work with him. But we're learning, and it's a progression. Yes. So obviously that was a progression of him learning how to work with angelic ministry, you understand? Amen. All right. So there's diversities of gifts. There's difference of, of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one. Now, there's nine gifts of the Spirit. You understand that? And they're grouped in threes. One is the revelation gifts, and that would be the word of knowledge, uh, really. Just very quickly, I mean, there, I could go into this more, but I, I don't want to take too much time. But very quickly, a, a word of knowledge is just something here in the now, revealed to you by the Spirit of God, here in the now. So it could be a, a word of knowledge that somebody has a sickness or disease that God wants to minister to. Um, what have you, or just it could be something about somebody's life that God wants to minister to that, maybe personally, you know, not with the microphone on, or it could be in the back room, but a word of knowledge. Uh, or it could just be showing us something about someone. You know, I, I've had situations where I knew people were going to die early, 
And it was a mixture of the word of knowledge and discerning of spirits. So we're, the discerning of spirits is one of the revelation gifts. So we've got the word of knowledge, we've got the word of wisdom, which uh, knowing something by the spirit in the future. But then you've got the discerning of spirits. And there have been times I've even seen uh, like a mask on somebody's face and the Lord revealed to me, you know, they're going to die. So that would be a word of knowledge, but then it's a discerning of spirits because I'm seeing into the spirit realm. It's not discerning what somebody thinks about you necessarily. It's discerning into the realm of the spirit. Okay. Uh, then we have the utterance gifts, which are tongues, interpretation of tongues, and or prophecy. And we understand that tongues and interpretation of tongues equals prophecy. And then we have the power gifts. And the power gifts do something. So we've got gifts of healings. What's gifts of healings? We went over that. Anything that has to do with healing of the body or body parts. You understand? A special faith that could be for healing or it could just be for something in general. And also, so did we say gifts of healing, special faith, and what's the other one? Working of miracles. And that could be working of miracle just for any area or Healing, which it would be a healing miracle. You understand? Uh, so, we special faith. It's out beyond your own faith. Uh, faith for salvation. It's out beyond that. It's the Spirit of God dealing with you. Uh, an example would be, there was a time when a young person, I won't go into the names, you know, to protect that person. We don't need to do that. Uh, but years ago, there was parents and the young person got off and got with a bad crowd. And they were with somebody that had a gun. And anyway, so it was like a misdemeanor and they were going to jail because they were with that other person. Young people... You know, who you hang out with matters. Uh, so I had it in my spirit, and I, they asked me if I, I would be a witness in court for that young person because they had been committed, and they just got off, and, and their heart was not to hurt anybody, and they didn't have the gun personally. So I, you know, I, I was going to go just vouch for them. I had that on my heart. I don't do that all the time. But anyway, I was pleading their case as a pastor, you have, you know, pastors, you have a certain amount of authority. You can't get everything for someone, especially when they need to be using their own faith. And there are consequences. But I was pleading the case of that young man saying, Lord, I know there's consequences, but, but we, we're just asking you for mercy. And sometimes that's all you can do, just ask them for mercy. We're talking about special faith here. Well, it came in my spirit to speak to that thing and that it would change, it would turn. So just in the spirit, you know, by myself, I, I'm not in front of anybody, I spoke to that. I told devil, you take your hands off of it, and I command that to turn around. Well, that was not with my own faith. That was by the spirit I was able to do that. But it was after a time of pleading his case, and then the spirit of God dealt with me, go ahead and do that. So special faith isn't just something, okay, I want this. All right? Is by the Spirit, and it was a manifestation of the Spirit. So there's many uh, illustrations of that in healing or what have you, healing miracle. We see that Peter ministered to the lame man, and it was a, you know, healing miracle. So there's three groups. Now, I've written down here, Pastor Nancy had mentioned that God says something, and then he does something. So you could actually... If you put them in divine order, it would be the utterance, gifts, 
the revelation gifts, and then the power gifts. So now we're going to talk a little bit about psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Because that's something that will get us in to the doors of more revelation gifts and even power gifts. All right? So let me read a few things here. Dad Hagen made this powerful statement about praying in the Spirit. Now, we need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. You understand? And everybody needs to be filled with the Holy Ghost because that gives you power to be witnesses. And really, it, 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 I, I liken it to a big searchlight that could in your spirit, man, and you can see things that you right. couldn't ever. In other words, you're more sensitive as you look in your spirit. And you're just looking to your spirit. You're hooking your tongue up with your spirit, and you're seeing things uh, in the Word. You understand? I'm not just talking about you. you're trying to see angels and demons. No, don't get off in that. Just he, he, get revelation of the word. Check your spirit. But pray in the Holy Ghost and check your spirit. Now, praying in the Holy Ghost isn't using your faith necessarily. I mean, you use your faith to pray in the spirit, but, but it's not using your faith. That's a prayer of faith. You understand? You need to pray in the Holy Ghost and just be strengthened, be edified, right? And uh, just get light and understanding. Boldness comes on you. Several things that just bless us to boldly step out and minister and witness. Everybody needs to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. And we know that we pray out mysteries. Go to 1 Corinthians 14 there. Pray out mysteries. It it edifies us. You know, amen. Amen. So anyway, uh, I just want to read a few things here uh, of what Dad Hagen said. To be filled with the Holy Ghost and to speak with other tongues is also the introduction to the gifts of the Spirit. There you go. So, you know we have doors. And actually, Pastor was talking about doors, and uh, I'd have to go back and and read over it. I I wouldn't want to misspeak that. But uh, there's doors that that we go into. Um, Paul prayed, pray for me, for doors of utterance. It starts out with utterance. Now, if you remember, he also said, uh, I'll go there in a minute. Okay, Let, let's, let's finish this quote, and I'll stop intervening to with, start, stop interrupting Dad Hagen in his quote here. <laughs> I often say it this way, speaking with other tongues is a doorway into the supernatural realm of God. And he said that in tongues... Uh, beyond the upper room. Did you hear that? Speaking with other tongues is a doorway. How do we get in to more of the things of God? You know, we're praying for revival all the time, but yet we don't even understand. Many times, talking with ministers, we don't always understand our gifts that God wants to use in our churches, in our ministries, and in revival, that will be enhanced in revival. Because the anointing, when the anointing's stronger... In times of revival, we're going to have to be skilled. It's not, okay, God, just move. <laughs> uh, he needs us as vessels to, be, uh, to understand. And there may be a service where God just deals with us. Just stand. I've seen that with Pastor Nancy. As a matter of fact, is Christina here today? Yeah, there you are. And uh, we were meeting with Christina, um, or met, had met with her and encouraged her. Uh, she was not able to get up the steps. They had to help her. Um, because knee, you know, uh, situation. 
And basically, what was going on there, Christina? They wanted to do a double knee replacement. Yeah, a double knee replacement. So you needed a miracle, didn't you? Bon on bon. Bon on bon. Uh, Pastor Nancy was here and just stood up. And, and what, what did you do, Pastor? Uh, yeah, you just called out words of knowledge. But then I believe an anointing came in. And people who received testified. You were standing over here. Waves of healing came. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, it was kind of one of those situations where pastor was standing here and just waves of healing went out to this side of the congregation. And then you testified and you actually started using your faith at the time, you weren't able to fully do it, but as you did that more, you were able to use your knees. And over about 15 minutes, the pain completely went away. So that was a miracle. Yes. What if Pastor Nancy, you know, because the Lord dealt with her, and you stand over here and, you know, and encourage these people, receive, and, and I believe that's what she said, receive the anointing. And what if she would have went over here and said, well, God's just going to do whatever. Let's wait for him. No, there was a progression. What if everybody would have been running around the building and this and that, and we just, okay, well, praise the Lord. He just ministered to whoever he wanted to. Like Dad Hagen said, there was a time when he was ministering, uh, God dealt with him to stand in front of six different people to get them filled with the Holy Ghost. And the first one, he stood, and, and he didn't often do that. Many times he would just lay hands on them, you understand. But he said, just stand in front of them and point at them. Well, the first one got filled with the Holy Ghost, and everybody got so excited, they started shouting and running around the building. He said, ho, 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 hold on! We got five people left. See, he needed to be skilled. What's the Spirit of God saying? And so after the fifth one, then Dad Hagen started running around. He ran up and over here, and everybody just looked at him at Cal and Newgate. He's like, people, it's time to run now. <laughs> That's my interpretation of what he said. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Pastor Jay said, psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs is a doorway into more. The demonstrations of the Spirit. We are yielding ourselves and becoming more sensitive to the Spirit's leadings, and therefore we will more boldly go into the doors. Amen. Praise the Lord. So that's what we want to do. And... Let's very quickly go to 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and read that a little bit. Because understand, Psalms, Hymns, and Spiritual Songs is just simply talking about prophesying. But it's not a ministry gift or endowment for a ministry office. Although there are divers' tongues and interpretation of tongues, and the divers' tongues and interpretation of tongues that started falling on me, even as a young girl, uh, was a progression of what would be in my ministry office. You understand that? But there's just simple prophecy. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, in verse 2, He who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God, for no one understands him. However, in the spirit he speaks mysteries. But he who prophesies speaks what? Edification, exhortation, comfort. So we could say it this way, it's without revelation. Now, God can bring you revelation. Now, let, let's just do it this way. A, a psalm, 
Let, let's look at this. I'm going to give you the definitions that, that Dad Hagen's gift is, gives. Is that all right? Yes. Yeah. So we will go to his book, and I thought I had it ready. I apologize. It's a common. Here we go. Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. And very quickly, we'll also read Ephesians 5, 18, 19, that says, and be not drunk. You just write that down, Ephesians 5, 18, 19. Be not drunk with wine, where is in excess, but be filled with the Spirit, of course. Be filled with the Spirit first. That's what we've been talking about. But in verse 19, speaking to yourselves in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Now, notice that doesn't read ministers only. Speaking to yourselves in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. No, everybody in the body of Christ needs to be really daily. Well, Pastor Debbie, do you daily? Sometimes not. And then God gets on to me. You need to do that more. And you need to teach on that more. I, I teach on that quite a bit in, in the different Bible schools that I've ministered at. Because when Jesus came to Dad Hagen in the 1987 camp meeting, he ministered to him about proper praise and worship in the church. And you need to go to plans, purposes, and pursuits. And actually, I'm going to require our worship team to go and read that whole chapter again. Uh, You'll get more direction on that worship team. But you need to go to that book and read chapter 8 and read chapter 9. Okay? So... And if, if you're good students, the worship team, before I even address them about it, will already have that read. Amen. <laughs> so, Dad Hagen says, following 1987 camp meeting, someone asked me, what did Jesus emphasize the most during his three-hour visitation with you? And without question, what Jesus emphasized the most is this. Let me read it. Jesus said to me, my plan under the new covenant is for every believer to be filled with the Holy Spirit. As we've pointed out already, every believer or follower of God in the Old Testament was not filled with the Holy Spirit. Only the prophet, the priest, the king, and those uh, called to do a special work for God had the anointing of the Spirit, and that anointing only came upon them. You understand that? We have it within us today, don't we? But we also have upon. It did not dwell within them. In the Old Testament, those we would call laymen did not have the Spirit of God within them or upon them. That's one reason the new covenant is a better covenant. It provides a way for every person who is born again to have God's Spirit actually residing on the inside of them. In our own individual lives, the New Testament emphasizes being filled with the Spirit. And Jesus directed me to Ephesians 5, 18 and 19, which I knew well. He discussed with me in detail everything I have included in this chapter. In the Old Testament, God's people were strictly worshiping him in the flesh. That's why you need to go back and read the chapter 8 because it talks about that. Uh, They were worshiping in the flesh. Only the king, the priest, and the prophet had the Holy Spirit upon them. The rest of them didn't have the Holy Spirit on them or in them. So their display of worship was a natural display done in the flesh. However, in the New Testament, the emphasis for the worship is that it be done in the Spirit. That's why the Bible says we are to be filled with Spirit. So, thus, Ephesians 5.18, Be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Speaking. Be filled with the Spirit. Speaking. So there you go. Those utterance. You know, and, and really, as we yield to the Holy Ghost in tongues and interpretation, 
the Holy Ghost can give us revelation of things even for our own future. There have been times in prayer where I just started getting revelation and I just would pray it out. I would see by the Spirit, and still do. In, in prayer, I just start seeing things of the future, what have you. Now, sometimes you don't see anything. But just by faith, you're praying it out. Sometimes you don't even know what you're praying out. And then you find out later. Yeah. There was a time where Pastor Jay and I were driving... Uh, the curves of North Carolina. It was late in the night, about 11 o'clock at night. And we were listening to a prayer conference. I won't mention where, because a lot of prayer conferences are off. But anyway, we were listening to a particular prayer conference and got inspired by the Spirit and started praying. And during that time of prayer, I saw my niece fall out of my brother's truck. Now, she would just have been a young girl at that time. And I saw her roll onto the road, and actually she was killed. I saw that in a time of prayer. And immediately, and I, I like, okay, Lord, what do I need to do with this? Well, I was inspired by the Spirit to call my brother at 11 o'clock. I don't always do that. I mean, if God deals with me, now if he shows you something like that, I believe he's given you authority to either speak over it, ask him what to do. So how many know that's a word of what? Wisdom. It's a word of wisdom because it's a future thing. And, you know, that's close, word of knowledge, but it was a word of, yeah, and I needed to change it. The Spirit of God showed me that for a reason, so I need to ask him what to do. Well, I was led, rather than just take authority in that, I mean, I, I think I did all that, but uh, at the same time, I was led to call him. So I called him and said, Billy, yeah. you know, uh, how are you doing? <laughs> it's 11 o'clock, Deb. Yeah. I understand that. Actually, it was North Carolina time, so it was 10 o'clock his time. Um, so anyway, I said, hey, do you still have that one truck? He's like, yeah, still have it. I said, oh, okay, uh, does... Does Jessica and, you know, your daughters ride with you? Yes. Yes, they do. Uh, so-and-so ride on the, this side? Yes, she does, as a matter of fact. I said, um, what's wrong with your door in the truck? He said, well, I need, it. I need to get it fixed. There's something wrong with the lock on it. I said, okay, I just want to share something with you. The reason I said all that is so that you would know. I, I had a time of prayer, and I saw Lacey was her name falling out of the truck. Billy, don't let her ride on that side. I mean, don't let her ride in that until you get it fixed. He's, and he just got real quiet on the other line. You say, well, what happened? Well, nothing. I never heard anything because he got it fixed. Right? Well, that's what the Lord dealt with me. Now, I know Pastor Nancy has taught us, you know, when somebody comes in your heart and you start praying, you, you need to pray for them. You need to ask the Spirit, why? Why, why are they in my heart? And pray out and see if he gives you more and what you need to do with that. Okay. Uh, praise the Lord. So anyway, that's what Dad Hagen said. Jesus told him, my plan under the new covenant is for every believer to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And uh, then he talked about being filled with the Holy Ghost. But then uh, New Testament people, we are to, according to Ephesians, Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. So just in our daily life. And what is that? Well, I'm glad you asked. So Dad Hagen's definition for a psalm is a spiritual poem 
or an ode, well, what in the world's an ode? It's a, it's a poem intended to be sung, okay? So a psalm is a spiritual poem or ode. It may rhyme or it may not. However, there's an element of poetry about it. All right, we see that with the psalms, the psalmist David. Uh, some of those are Old Testament, I mean, it's Old Testament revelation. So understand, we need to bring it into the light of the New Testament, right? Thank you. And then a hymn is a song of praise and worship addressed to and directed to God. Amen. So worshiping God. Oh, we worship you, Father. We worship you many times in our, in our praise and worship. That's what we're doing. Did you know that you're edifying yourself and you're worshiping the Lord and, uh, and then you just speak it out? Oh, we worship you. So many times we're, we're worshiping in a tongue, but then, oh, Father, we worship you. Oh, you're so good. So in essence, we're interpreting our worship, aren't we? Yeah. Um, so anyway, spiritual song is a song that brings forth the revelation of the word that the Holy Spirit has given you. And that's what I operate in many times, even with revelation. Now that has to do with the ministry gift office um, that I often stand in. And God has given me tongues and interpretation of tongues and even prophecy, which, you know, tongues and interpretation of tongues equals prophecy. It's not just a simple uh, exhortation, comfort, and edification, but many times revelation comes with it. When I was just a young girl, oh, I was, I was about 18 years old, and I was a youth minister at the time, and I was dating a dud of a guy. You, anyway, girls, I want to ask. <laughs> he had been a youth minister too, but he had fallen away from the Lord, and then he got back, but you know, he was a dud, and I really shouldn't have been dating him. So we were in, you know, we were in the Sunday morning. So I'm talking about a progression here. You understand? Oh, man, i got to hurry up here, right? Okay. Um, so we were in that Sunday morning service, and my pastor, Pastor Dennis Slavens at the time, Antioch Family Worship Center, he looked at me. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, there was a time of silence. You've got to watch out for those times of silence. You know, the Spirit of God wants to do something, right? Well, there's a time of silence, and it's like that wineskin, you know, talked about in the Old Testament there. It, it, it just burst inside of me. You know, old, old wine and in, in a new wineskin. It just, yeah, new wine and old, yeah, whatever. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> anyway, back to the service. Uh, there was a lull in the service. And it just exploded inside of me. Shandalamahandalamahayaki! I said, just like grandma. I'd never done that before. And I'm just like, oh my goodness. I'm only 18. You know, you got to be 50 to do that. So, you got to have gray hair and a bun on your head. Um, and then, and I sat down, and I thought, you know, they're going to throw me out. They're going to reprimand me afterwards. But Pastor Dennis, being a good pastor, and it was a, he looked at me and said, Debbie, you have a call on your life. Okay, do you understand what he said? A call. So really, what I stepped out in was something that was a progression for a ministry office that God was eventually taking me into. And he was confirming that. So I could look back on that and see. And he interpreted it, by the way, because there ought to be an interpretation of that. 
Now, my husband and I, and Dr. Dufresne has encouraged us along this line, Pastor Nancy has helped us over the years with this, and even sent us some uh, CDs by, was it Jeannie Wilkerson? Mom oh, Mom and Dan Goodwin, sorry. Anyway, uh, and sent us some, and just learn be, to become more skilled and, and teaching us, because uh, Pastor Jay is more uh, fluent in the interpretation of that. So I'll give the tongue many times, and then and I'll ask him, do you have the interpretation? Now, I want you to understand something. There were times I didn't know what the interpretation was, but m most of the time I know what it is ahead of time. There have been even times where I wrote it out ahead, knew I just did that because I'm like, okay, I'm going to write it out ahead of time, and I'm going to see if I'm in line with what the Spirit of God, and, and he gave out just what I wrote out. Well, why didn't you just give it out? Because there's a stronger anointing if I stick with the tongue, my part, and then he does his part, the interpretation. But there are times he'll say, no, you just go ahead and give out, so I will. You understand? Now, that was a progression over the years. Uh, we were working in the healing school of Kenneth Hagin Ministries. Um, we had went to Bible training center, met each other, got married, you understand, and then worked in the healing school on the prayer phones and the healing school and ministered in the Friday afternoon classes. And sometimes they have us do all week long, but Brother Keith Moore, who was uh, over the afternoon classes, when he would go on the road on the weekends, many times he'd leave early, so we'd take the Friday afternoons just about every week. So we learned a lot in that, and Doug Jones was over that time. But anyway, so uh, at the time, um, we were learning a lot of things. And now I had played guitar, and I was learning to play piano, and many times in my own prayer time. Say, in my own prayer time. I had learned from my grandmother. Uh, my grandfather actually operated in that. We have uh, CDs of him. Well, of course, back then it was like eight-track tapes. Uh, of him singing on his guitar, psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. And it, they weren't just Bach songs. They were songs that he got by the Spirit at the time and would sing out of the Spirit. So you understand, you know, I thought just everybody knew about that, but obviously didn't. Okay, I'll even back up a little bit. Uh, when I first came to Rama, and I was like in my first year of Rama, we had a conference they had these two and three day conferences and Jeannie Wilkerson was there. I don't know if you're familiar with her, but she's a prophet of God and Dad Hagen would have her come up and she many times would uh, give a tongue and interpret that or I believe sometimes Dad Hagen would interpret that. Anyway, uh, the first time that she gave a tongue, I'm like, that's Grandma! That's how she sounded. That's grandma. Oh, I felt at home after that. And, so, and some people are like, what is that? I'm like, shut up. This is what I grew up with. This is, this is God. And, and, and you knew that the anointing was there. So there's a, I was just, I was comfortable, you know, in that atmosphere. And God was taking me more of seeing and understanding and, and learning from these generals, you understand. So anyway, we were involved with the healing school. But there was a time uh, that sometimes we would travel on the road, and, but we, when we were back, 
we would do healing conferences on the road, start out with many times pastors heard that we were in healing school, and hey, come during the flu season, you know, and teach us on healing. So that's what we did. Seriously. We had one pastor that had us come every flu season. So I come and teach on the word. People were healed, miracles. Man with a, actually there's a man raised from the dead. Maybe we'll tell you about that one. If you're really hungry. (laughs) So anyway, uh, we were learning things. We were in the school of the Bible class at Rama Bible Training Center. Uh, we would go to that class when we were in town because we were good churchgoers and, and good stewards of our time. So if there was something going on at church, we were just there. Yes. Amen. Like you all are now. And it was a school of the Bible class. And I knew it was uh, Joe and Amy Dunnick were their names, and we knew them, and they were friends of ours. Uh, they knew us. But uh, there was a time there was a law. Okay, you got to watch those laws. Understand? And, and see what God wants to do. There was a quietness. And the Spirit of God came on me. And uh, Brother Joel said, Debbie, do you have something? I said, yes, sir. And that was the first time that I had stepped out in this type of thing where I got up and I sang out by the Spirit. What is that, a spiritual song? But it had revelation in it that I was actually calling out some words of knowledge and such and ministering to people in the crowd through my song. So you understand, it wasn't just exhortation, comfort, and edification, but it had revelation in it, and it had to do with the progression of me continuing to step in to that gift of the Spirit in my ministry office. All right? Now, to this day, many times God will use me. As a matter of fact, um, I get spiritual songs quite a bit and give myself to that, you know, and the Lord's actually dealing with me. Here, give yourself more to that because I've gotten distracted. You've never done that before, right? Yeah. Praise the Lord. I want to share something with you because we're, we're getting ready to commence to wrap up here. Um, but I'm going to go back to my book. Is this all right? Yes. Yeah. Um, and we're going to read something here. Let's look at what endowment really is, all right? An endowment is a miraculous faculty. It's something, uh, now you would look at it this way. To endow means to furnish, all right? As with some talent, faculty, or quality. And then also, let's look at this, an example, a dowry that's conferred when somebody's married. Uh, a dowry of goods, a state that given to that. Now, you could look at this as a ministry gift, a, uh, apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher, endowed or furnished with gifts. Now, Jesus talked to Dad Hagen predominantly about the gifts of the Spirit, the nine gifts of the Spirit. So that's why we went over those three. Um, the, the gift of the Spirit that God st- started working with me was the tongues and interpretation of tongues, and then a progression of that revelation that came with it in words of knowledge, words of wisdom, you understand? And even later years, some discerning of spirits. 
Now, Dad Hagen, he uh, made the comment, and if pastors, if you read, he gave gifts to men. Look at that, and look what Jesus taught him, the gifts of the Spirit that most often go with like the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, pastor, teacher. And get familiar with those things. But also ask the Spirit of God, teach me what you've been progressing me through, through over the years, and have I missed anything? Okay? Now, there are, new, there are things that were added to me, endowments of gifts of healings, uh, because I operate in different gifts of healings over the years. When we were in healing school, uh, bones and, and backs, I noticed hearts, physiological things, which actually was coupled together with the miraculous because it many times was something physiological in the brain that had been severed or wasn't there, or maybe schizophrenia. And if you understand schizophrenia, is half of the brain isn't there, or partial parts of the brain isn't there. So for somebody uh, to become whole, they need a miracle. And that was something that God started dealing with me. Lay hands, and it will be a progression many times. It will be a progressive miracle. We had a young man in this church several years ago that was on I'm, I, 13 different medications. And he, he was cutting himself and doing different things like that when he was younger. And just, you know, a lot of uh, just torment because of the atmosphere he grew up in. Well, the Lord started dealing with me. He's not going to have faith for this, but it, it, I started laying hands on him with that progressive endowment for the gift of healing of the physiological. And it was over a period of probably several months. And then over a pro- couple of years, we saw him come completely out of that. And even uh, he was getting ready to go into the ministry and went to Bible school, so... Now, I will say this. He fell away. Why did he fall away? Because he was undisciplined in his mind. And when you come out of those things, and we told him, look, you, you, you got to put the games away. you gotta do, you got to, you know, get in the Word. And if you stay in the atmosphere that you're in, then, and, and don't get in the Word, and renew your mind with the Word of God, and develop your spirit, it can, and that's why on Sunday, remember the word that came forth? Yes. can't just be impartations. Yes. Pastor Jay called for impartations for those who are in the ministry or even those young in the ministry that sensed a call in their life. And I'd never done that before, but the Spirit of God dealt with me. Tell people in here that it's just not... It, I mean, that's right. I'm not, I wasn't correcting Pastor Jay. No way. No, I, this goes with that. What the Spirit of God through me said was that it's just not impartations. You've got to be faithful. And those of you who think you can just come up here and get impartations, but yet you haven't been involved with helps ministry for six months, it's it's not going to work. And then he talked about people that were vexed in their mind need to be renewed with the Spirit of God. Pastor Nancy mentioned that last night. You see that thread? Yeah. If you want to get over vexation uh, of, of, of your spirit, things getting inside, you've got to renew your mind because what gets in your mind gets down into your spirit. All right? All right. Well, anyway, what, we, what were we talking about? Endowments, weren't we? Yeah, and the physiological. So also, uh, some years back, Dr. Dufresne made mention now, he would say this for, for different meetings, but this particular meeting, he said, ministers that will come to this meeting, God's going to add things to your ministry. Yeah. 
And I was at a meeting in uh, Indiana with Dr. Trey and Pastor Nancy. Actually, I was just sitting right by them at their table. And I proceeded to tell Dr. Dufresne, Doctor, I'm not going to be able to come to that meeting. And he didn't even let me go any farther. He's like, I said <laughs> ministers that come to that meeting are going to get something added. Right. Yes, sir, I'll be there. <laughs> I didn't get my feelings all hurt. And, oh, why did he talk to me? No, I was excited. Thank you. That means I don't even have to ask my husband. I just need to be there. No, I did. I, I, I told Pastor James, like, uh, I'm going to that meeting, right? <laughs> he says, oh, yeah, we're going to be there. So, uh, well, we went to that meeting some weeks later, and I wasn't trying to make anything happen, but he said it again. In these meetings, the pastors that were faithful to come and heard what the Spirit said, things are going to be added to your ministry. And at that last service, the Lord dealt with me. Wasn't even thinking about it. You see, you can't, you can't add spiritual gifts to yourself. Wasn't even thinking about it. Never operated uh, with the tangible healing anointing, which is uh, anointing to minister to all sickness and disease, which I do operate in. God ministered to that, that to me several years ago and started operating in that through a progression. But uh, this was a gift of the Spirit that God at the time uh, I had not stepped out in. And it was to minister to ears, inner ear or ear problems. And in, well, how did you know that? Just out in my spirit. In my spirit, the Lord just rose up and said, you're to minister to ears. And I knew that would be a new endowment on my life. So I'm not adding these things to myself, but I was faithful. We were faithful to go to that meeting and honor our spiritual parents and listen to the word and grow in the word. And, and what I did say is, Lord, I'm here and I'm faithful, so I expect that, that addition he's talking about. I'm not trying to tell you what that should be. I know that, you know, the addition of the renewing of the mind is always there. <laughs> Renew your mind. Amen. And not a new mind. You know, he's not creating a new mind. You're just, you're renewing the one you already have. Okay. And then developing your spirit. That, I mean, that's a given, right? But you got to use your faith. And Lord, I take that addition, whatever we need. And I still pray this way to this day. Impartations for longevity. Remember Paul said, uh, I long to see you that I would impart some spiritual gift unto you. And remember, 1 Timothy talked about stirring up the gift of God. Uh, Paul said to Timothy, stir up that gift, Timothy, that was given you by the laying on of my hands. Well, Paul wasn't able to give him anything, but it was the Spirit of God that ministered to him. Okay? Now, very quickly, because we need to wrap up here, I want to read... There, remember we said in 1938 that Dad Hagen was the gifts of healing? Let me read that, okay? Concerning the gifts of healings being added to his ministry, Dad Hagen said in the Holy, in the Holy Spirit and his gifts study course, so you just need to get all Dad Hagen's books, and uh, Dr. Dufresne's books, you know, Prophet, Friend of God, Anointings and Mantles, and, you know, you need to get those books. All right, Dad Hagen said... In 1938, I accepted the pastorate of a little full gospel church in the black land of north central Texas. While in prayer late one night, the Lord said to me through the Spirit, I have given thee gifts of healings and have sent you to minister to the sick. As a pastor, I had been anointing people with oil and praying for them 
in faith for healing by the laying on of hands, up to that time there had been no manifestation of the gifts of healings through me. Now, you understand that the gifts of the Spirit are as the Spirit wills. But then if he gives a minister a gift within their office, then that's something that they many times will flow in. Okay? And, and we're still getting an understanding of that, but let me read how he, he words it. Many times people would be healed because they got in agreement with me and we were acting in faith on God's word. For instance, other ministers have told me that there are certain kinds of disease they seldom get people healed of in their ministry. And yet when it comes to other diseases, nearly every person they pray for is healed. For, in, for instance, in my own ministry, ruptures, growths, hernias, or lumps of any kind are almost always healed when I pray for people. Some of the growths disappear within a month. Notice, he said, some of the growths disappear within a month. It's not always instantaneous, but you've got to teach people to, to keep the switch of faith turned on. And many of these gifts of the Spirit, like, like Jesus told Dad Hagen, I've given special faith uh, and gifts of healings for the church, not to heal the church, but to heal the body. I've given, I thank you with special faith. I'm not even going to quote it because I'll misquote it. Uh, one of these days I'll read it to you. <laughs> so, but maybe not today. It's important that I say it right. So... But understand this, uh, the gist of what I'm saying is that the gifts of the Spirit are really for the world. And we can minister to those in the church, but when we do minister to those that are already saved, uh, and, and they understand these things, we need to te teach them, keep the switch of faith turned on. But predominantly, you're to uh, receive by your own faith. You don't have to have somebody lay hands on you. You can, and you don't have to have a gift of the Spirit. So you don't need to, okay, I need to go to that church meeting and get healed by a gift of the Spirit. If you're doing that, most likely it's not going to work because you know more, or you should know more. We've been teaching you. You don't need to put your faith out for the gift of the Spirit. Just use your faith. And if you get to the service and you're led by the Spirit of God, Pastor Nancy calls out a gift, you know, a word of knowledge, word of wisdom, something, a body part, and that fits you, and you had a witness of the Spirit, just receive it. You, you believe in God for that area? Receive it then. But don't pray again. Like Smith Wigglesworth said, if you prayed eight, th eight times for something, you prayed seven times too many. Yeah. Yeah. Praise the Lord. So anyway, some of the growths disappear within a month. Others sometimes take several months before they completely disappear. So obviously he's teaching them to keep the switch of faith turned on. But in most cases, these growths disappear and the people are healed. That is a manifestation of the gifts of healings. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So I have given thee gifts of healings. That's what the Lord told him. And sent you to minister to the sick. I have given thee gifts of healings. So that's separate from the prayer of faith. But you still receive by faith. And it's separate from the tangible healing anointing. All right. We'll talk about that real quick. And then we're going to close with this. In the book Healing Anointing, Dad Hagen said, Yet there is still another difference between the anointing that comes upon a person to perform a certain ministry and a special anointing, such as the healing anointing. Remember, Jesus sent the disciples out with that special anointing uh, for healing and to cast out devils. Remember that? So anyway, 
uh, such as the healing anointing, that can also come upon a minister. The anointing from ministry automatically comes with the calling to stand in whatever office God has called you to, but the healing anointing is something different. So he's just saying you're anointed to, to be in a five-fold ministry office, ministers, but then if there's a tangible healing anointing, that's separate. Or if there's even gifts of healings, that's separate. And what is it? Well, it's an endowment of the Spirit. Uh, it's something you're furnished with within your office, Okay. All right. So, but when uh, Jesus said to me, and I have given unto you a special anointing to lay hands on the sick, I knew he was talking about giving me a special anointing on that very day, September 2nd, 1950. So this is a progression. Now I had been laying hands on the sick for years and had seen them healed, but I wasn't ministering with a special anointing. I was just ministering to the sick through the laying on of hands, according to the word. After Jesus gave me a special anointing in the vision to lay hands on the sick, he said to me, stand upright on your feet. Jesus had told me to kneel, and I had been kneeling throughout the vision. Then Jesus said to me, among other things, the anointing will not work unless you tell the people exactly what I've told you. That's why I tell people about the experiences I've had so that faith will rise in their heart. And I, before I minister to those, let me read the rest of this and I'll tell you that. Tell them exactly what I told you. Tell them if, you'll believe, if they'll believe it, that you're anointed and receive it, then the power will flow. The anointing will work for them, okay? And uh, just let me tell you that oftentimes I'll tell people that I'm anointed with that healing anointing, but it's been a progression. Yeah. It's been something I've learned and, and uh, back... Years ago, we were in North Carolina in a church, and I was on the piano because I really didn't minister much the word at that time. I had in healing school, but I kind of got off of that, and God started dealing with me. Get back teaching and preaching the word. Why? Because God says something, then what? He does something. I needed to be a student of the word, of teaching and preaching and operating, you know, not just oper- stepping out in gifts of the spirit and not preaching and teaching the word because he confirms this word with what? Signs following. So there were times the anointing would come on me, and we had some miracles and gifts of the Spirit. But I told Pastor Jay, I said, God's dealing with me that my life will be shortened if I don't start teaching and preaching. I need, you know, I don't need to be a spiritual flake just, just giving out words of knowledge. And, you know, I need to be grounded in the Word. I need to be grounded in the Word. So, and that's the early day Pentecostals, they weren't grounded. They just gifts of the Spirit and miracles and such, and they weren't really teaching faith in the Word, and we weren't grounded, right? Yeah, exactly. So I was on that, that piano playing, and Pastor Jay was ministering to several ministers at that time, uh, a refreshing anointing, and those who needed healing, I believe he was ministering to them. Well, the Lord dealt with me very strongly. I was on that piano, and he said in my spirit, get up off this keyboard, get out there, lay hands with him, and the anointing will be twice as strong. Now, I wasn't trying to compete with my husband or anything like that. It's just that I had been, I'd not been obedient to do that. So it was a progression, and I could go into other stories, like the time was at youth camp, and the, the person who wasn't baptized of the Holy Ghost, they had been trying for weeks to get them baptized, and they asked me because they knew I, I came from Bible school, and I laid hands on them, and they... Prayed in tongues like, you know, freight train going through a tunnel. I'm like, what's in this hand? (laughs) See, it was a progression of ministering, and I saw people get filled with the Holy Ghost and such, but the Lord dealt with me to emphasize healing. 
and I knew that to mean to emphasize the healing anointing. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been doing that. And that's actually, now I kind of, this, this was a shotgun sermon. But I have a whole sermon that takes like a whole, a whole week that I generally teach to the Bible school students at World Harvest, where I've taught here, that takes a whole lot longer. And, and I um, used Dad Hagen's book, The Healing Anointing, and, and different quotes from uh, Pastor Nancy, Dr. Frank, so on and so forth. You understand. Why don't you stand up? So this was kind of a shotgun sermon, but I hope that you understand the importance of being filled with the Holy Ghost, understanding your ministry call and office, or whether or not you stand in more than one office. Pastor Jay and I stand in more than one office. And, and uh, I won't talk about that at this point because I think it kind of is obvious, but, but we do talk about that more. We're starting churches, you understand? Dad Hagen... You know, the Lord came to him one day and said, uh, you're, go, you're to go teach my people faith. He was an apostle of faith. Remember, Paul was an apostle to the Gentiles. And he went and took the in Christ realities that Pastor Nancy was talking about and authority in the name of Jesus. These are things that God has dealt with Pastor Jay and I take to the body of Christ. And we follow our spiritual fathers, our spiritual mother. And many the impartations that they put into us, things are continually added to us that we can't add ourselves. But as we're faithful, God gives us what we need for longevity and what will minister to healing, healing to humanity. Amen? Why don't you just lift up your hands? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Uh, Brendan, I want you to come up here. The Lord showed me some things, woke me up the other night and that's why I told him to have you in the service. Honey, um, Pushankai, Pushankai, Pinchon Tantava Hosandiki. You've been faithful to take a step, and the Lord has opened unto you a new door a door to go into another phase, a door to take another place in the Spirit, and a door to operate in assistance to this flow and this anointing and this ministry. So go on in and be blessed. So it's the pandede ko oshenda asi veso kota pantita. No, 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 no. So out of your spirit will flow. Out of your spirit will flow. Rivers, rivers, rivers. Get out of your head. Listen to your spirit and flow. It's easy. It's easy. It's easy. It's easy when you're not in your head. Amen. Ha, 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 ha. Hallelujah. Impartations. And that'll bless us because he's our worship leader. Amen. Praise the Lord. Father, we thank you. Just lift your hands. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord. Let's, let's just pray in our uh, pray in the spirit a little. So, so becoming skilled in the things of the spirit is so important in this era. Don't take it lightly. Don't take it lightly. But ministers start stepping out more as I confirm my word, but I need you to step out. And get your head out of the way, but simply say what I tell you to say. And simply do what I tell you to do, and miracles will happen 
in your congregations. Miracles, miracles, miracles. You've been praying for miracles, uh, but I need you to step out and follow my spirit. It's a progression. So look at where I have taken you from, what I have anointed you to do, and become more skilled, and I will confirm it for you. Thank you, Lord. Let's just lift our hands and thank him. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. 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 Let's thank him for that. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. There's somebody, we, we, we minister together, and she gets in the floor and gets me over. There's somebody you've had ringing in your ears. That's stopping right now in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, that ringing stops right now in Jesus' name. Just, just reach up and say, that's me. If it applies to you, just reach up and say, that's me. And you take that in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Amen. 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 Praise God. How many of you know the Holy Ghost? We're not waiting on the Holy Ghost to move. He's waiting on us to move. I stop singing that song, Move, Spirit, Move, and I say what he's saying. It's time for you to move, 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 move. <laughs> Amen. I was, I better be careful here, but I was driving past the church one time recently in another t- town where we were, we were getting ready to start a church. And uh, I said, Lord, what kind of church is that? Actually, I was back in the hotel and it's a longer story and I'll tell, but I said, Lord, what kind of church is that? And he said, it's a begging church. Used to be word of faith, but now it's begging church. Oh, God knows. So let's stop begging. Amen. And get out there and obey the Holy Ghost. Well, did you get anything out of the service this morning? Hallelujah. It's time to just start flowing in our endowments. Hallelujah.